welcome aboard. Please take your seat and fasten your seatbelt. The Modern Travel Agent Podcast starts now. Thank you for joining us on the Modern Travel Agent Podcast. My name is Chris Daner, and I'm joined by my co-host and less charismatic brother, Tim Evans. We've created this podcast to help grow and strengthen the travel agent community. So all that we ask is that if you find any value from this podcast, that you share it with a friend in the industry. On this episode, we discuss a little bit about ourselves, how we got into the industry, and some lessons that we've learned over the past 14 years. We recorded this episode prior to the January 12th announcement by the CDC regarding their new COVID testing policies. In order to help travel agents, we've created a webpage detailing the COVID testing policies and guidelines for some of the most popular resort brands. And you can find the link below in the episode show notes. This episode is sponsored by Palladium Hotel Group. Palladium Hotel Group is reinforcing its commitment to guest safety by offering free medical assistance insurance. Guests staying at select Palladium properties in the Americas will be insured with guaranteed services for any incident directly related to COVID-19 that may arise during their stay. Guests will automatically be insured from the moment they arrive at any of the select hotels until their checkout. Travel with confidence, Palladium has you covered. So without further ado, this is episode one of the Modern Travel Agent Podcast. So to get us started, uh, Tim, would you share a little bit about yourself and how you got into the industry? Yes, thank you so much for that nice intro. We're gonna do the origin story here. Um, I like it. So uh, my name's Tim Evans, uh, the owner of Modern Travel Works in Houston, Texas. Um, born and raised Houstonian. Uh, growing up, we didn't travel very often. Um, the travel that we did do was for uh, competitive soccer. I played soccer growing up. So we would uh, go to tournaments throughout the state, uh, Florida, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, we're middle-class family, um, did not have the money to fly, whereas uh, most of the people on the team would fly, we would drive. So uh, we did a lot of road trips. And um, I have fond memories of checking into the hotels and uh, exploring as a child and, and going to the ice machine. And uh, it's really just good times. I never thought that I would work in the industry, uh, but fast forward to um, college graduation and I had a, a friend who was working at a large agency in Houston. And um, so I applied and, and got the job there and uh, really learned about the industry there, uh, worked there for three years, but decided that I wanted to do something different. I wanted to create uh, something of my own. So I started uh, my agency in 2006 and uh, we've been growing uh, ever since. Yeah, I remember on the uh, the long road trip, specifically the one to Florida, I think it was like 20 hours or something in the, in the car. We're listening to dad's oldies and I was uh, playing Game Boy in the back. Yes. Was, uh, some some good times. But um, I mean, yeah, as you said, you know, we didn't, we didn't uh, fly a lot. We didn't go on vacation. So the first time that I actually left the country, I was 21 and um you know, I was off of college. I was kind of going through a rough time and, uh, and we went to Cozumel and it was such a, it was such a cool experience because I remember sort of just this crystallizing moment of like, 
there is so much out there. There's just so much opportunity. There's just so much fun stuff to do. There's so many incredible experiences. And it was really, uh, really good to sort of shift my perspective into a place where I wasn't, you know, the happiest to like, oh, what am, why am I so upset? Like, there's nothing but opportunity in the world. So it was a, it was a profound moment for me and something that, that certainly has, has uh, impacted me in my view of travel. Um, and then of course, I've, you know, finished college, uh, graduated Texas State, and um, that was, I guess, 2009. And uh, that was right around the time that the business was scaling. And so I uh, joined the team with, uh, with you and, and mom, the, uh, the dangerous trio. So uh, yeah, then we've uh, sort of been doing that since. But um, that was really when, when, I found, when I found my love for travel was, was when I first left the country. Absolutely. We went on, um, it was the charter, charter deal to, to, to Cozumel, Malia Cozumel. I think it was uh, $400 for three nights, all inclusive, including airfare. Yeah. Um, but uh, you, you came into the industry when you were 24, you know, now 11 years later, what advice would you give to someone coming into the industry uh, in the early 20s or someone who is thinking about coming into the industry? Yeah, I think my, my advice, honestly, would be the same, whether they're, they're younger or they're older, which is, you know, number one, figure out what part of the industry you want to join. Uh, do you want to work at a wholesaler? Do you want to work with a hotel? Do you want to work at a, at a tour operator, transfer company? Do you want to work at a travel agency? Uh, if you want to be a travel agent, there's a, a few different routes you can go. My recommendation would be find a way to learn from, from travel agents that are already doing it. So you can join an existing travel agency and see their process. You know, what's their back office system? How do they stay organized? What's their process for obtaining clients of working with clients? Uh, how, how do the agents talk to their, to their clients, right? Like how do they create value for them? Basically learn as much as you can from, from the business and from the agents there. And if, if you prefer, let's say to, to not do that, maybe just start your own agency or then I would recommend that you start going to industry events. There's tons of them put on by wholesalers or hotels or even tourism boards where you can build relationships with travel agents and then you can learn from them and sort of, if not to find a mentor, but find people that you can learn from so that you don't have to start from scratch because it helps a lot when you can kind of take something that somebody is doing and add on to it and sort of put your own spin on it than just creating everything from scratch. I think the point you made about uh, industry events is very important, you know, getting out there and, and networking with people um, and, and just learning from other agents is really, is really important to grow uh, as an agent. It's also easy too. I mean, like I'm, I'm a, I'm a introverted person. So I know that uh, I'm not the type that loves those types of network network. Yeah. The idea of networking sounds horrible to me. But, uh, you know, but it's not a lot of times it's like, especially depending on what city you're in, a lot of times you have in, the same agents that have been in the industry for a long time and they've, they have all these relationships. And so you can kind of just hop in and a lot of them are just welcoming and you can kind of just, you can just chat them up. It's not this sort of awkward, you know, here's my business card, here's your, so I, I think that that helps a lot is that, you know, the agents kind of make it easy to, to build relationships with them. Absolutely. I think we're lucky in Houston too. You know, I can't speak for any other regions, but um, we have just an amazing group of agents that want each other to be successful. Um, so it's, it's, it's a special, it's a special area for sure. 
It's actually December 31st right now, the last day of 2020. And uh, it's been a year. It's been a, a wild year. And so the question I have for you, Tim, is what has been the most challenging part of, of this year of 2020? Oh, uh, that is a great question. It is a great question. Um, my dad uh, has these old sayings, old country sayings, and, and uh, one of them that he would always say to me is, uh, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? And that's how I feel that 2020 has been, uh, you know, just the constant uh, change and the constant battle, um, just scraping and trying to, to, to do the best that we can and, and, and to, to push forward. Probably the, the most difficult part, you know, besides um, just dealing with, with everything, with, with travel, with customers, with, with, you know, the team, with business, it's been hard to see all of the people that I've grown with and I've developed relationships in the industry that they're no longer with the company. Um, so people that, you know, I've known for, for 10 plus years, um, they're just out of a job and they've been with that company for 10 plus years, five years, seven years. Um, so that's been difficult, you know, because, uh, once you get travel in your veins, um, it's, it's hard to, to, to do something else. So I believe that, that these people will, um, find a landing spot once, uh, the dust settles, but that's been, that's been, uh, that's been pretty difficult, you know, difficult to, to watch and, and see. Um, for you, Chris, how do you think this year will reshape the travel industry moving forward? Yeah, it is, as you mentioned, it has been brutal. Um, I think what I'm interested to see is you have sort of this, this weird, this weird situation where at the top, there's a lot of consolidation, but then there's also a lot of segmentation at the bottom. So it's like at the top, you have these, these huge companies, you know, um, Apple Leisure Group, right? Which, which represents all these different brands. And it's like, you know, FunJet and Apple Vacations and Travel Impressions. And then they operate, you know, United Vacations and Southwest Vacations. And then you have, you know, Expedia, who of course has uh, you know, Expedia and Travelocity and cheap tickets and orbits and uh, I think classic vacations too, right? Yep. Yeah. So it's like you have this sort of consolidation, um, but then on the individual level, you have a lot of independent agents, especially with everything that's going on. You have a lot of agents who are kind of uh, either splitting off or doing their own thing. And they're kind of going really niche, really focused. So instead of, you know, just booking like uh, all-inclusive vacations to Mexico, they're booking luxury, you know, honeymoons to Los Cabos and Puerto Vallarta. And like, they, they, so it's, it's just interesting to see um, these two things happening at the same time where you have consolidation, but then you have sort of all these independent agents who are building their brands and then kind of also realizing that you can build a successful business off of 50 to 100 loyal customers. You don't need this huge book of business. You don't need a million people. If you just have a great relationship with these people who are traveling once, twice a year, and they come to you because they trust you, then you can be very successful in that space. And so I think we're going to continue to see that. Um, more agents realize that and kind of lean into that personal branding and, and that 
you know, 100 loyal customers or a thousand loyal customers, your tribe, I think as, as the saying goes, but so that's been, that's been interesting to, to watch. What do you think about that, man? Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, hundred percent, you know, it's but starting off, I would do everything under the sun, um, that I, I, I could get my hands on as far as travel. We would do, um, condos to Florida, Las Vegas, California, San Antonio, um, and you know you you spread your your yourself pretty thin. You can't be knowledgeable on everything. So when we um, kind of found destination weddings, I had, had a friend who uh, reached out for a wedding and asked if I could do it, and and looked into the market and 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 saw the opportunity there. That's kind of how we we discovered that that niche. So um, yeah, I think that if you can um, find your niche and really focus in on that. And, and like you said, find your tribe. I think that that's definitely the way to go. Yeah. I remember we early on, you just do anything you can because you just want any customer you yep. can. Right. So it's like, you know, you, you book that, you know, $200 condo in Florida and then it's like hoping that they want, you know, a, an all-inclusive vacation to Mexico next year or something like that. And you can definitely scale your business like that, but as you said, you're not going to be an expert in everything. So there's a lot of value to just focusing and narrowing. Yeah. Uh, you can't always do that initially, but you know, eventually once you build a book of business and you get clients to be very specific. Oh, absolutely. I remember with the condo lead, they uh, asked me, you know, do you do Florida? And I never really done it before, but I was like, absolutely. Absolutely. I can. Where are you, what are you looking to go? So then I had to, to learn how to sell Florida. And, uh, you know, that stuff takes time. So uh, I think just just honing in again, it's so important. Um, you know, this year has been, uh, you know, really rough on, on business owners. But even, even before this year, there's something that, you know, entrepreneurs and business owners experience, which is the sort of the sense of loneliness as you're growing your business. This the sense of like, it's all on your shoulders. Everybody's looking to you to make the decisions. Everybody's relying on you. And it can, you know, a lot of, entrepreneurs talk about the sense of loneliness and, and how hard it is to deal with. And so that's something that I wanted to ask because for a lot of either independent agents who are growing their own businesses, they might be experiencing this or people who are interested in starting their own agency. This is something that they're going to have to deal with. So what has been your, like, how have you dealt with that? And what would you talk, tell some of these, these people that are going to experience that similar sense of loneliness and, and stress from, from being the business owner entrepreneur? That's a great question. Um, it is, it is challenging. Um, and I'm very, very lucky, uh, to have an amazing wife who is also business minded. And so, you know, we talk a lot about just, just different aspects of business, um, which is amazing, you know, also lucky again to have a team, um, who, who I can talk to, to, um, them about and, uh, just, just different aspects of, you know, leadership and whatnot. But if you don't have something like that, I suggest, you know, trying to find a friend, trying to find a mentor. Um, you say, well, how do I find a mentor? It comes from networking. Um, whether, you know, these uh, industry events, I know there really haven't been that many in 2020, but moving forward, uh, there will be more events. Um, the uh, Ascend Conference uh, by ALG is fantastic to go there and and just meet other agents and, uh, you know, form those relationships with the agents as well as the hotels, as the BDMs, 
um, ask questions. Um, I don't think enough people ask questions. Um, so ask tons of questions and, and learn and try to soak up as much information that you can. If you think you have it figured out, you've lost. You know, you, you always have to continue to learn. Um, so yeah, I, I just think, uh, just try to reach out and, and, and connect with those people. You're not gonna be able to do it by not going out, by not, you know, connecting. So uh, what are the three most important things, uh, in your opinion, to being a great travel agent? Uh, number one is stay organized. You have to have, you don't have to be an organized person. You just have to have the ability to stay organized. And this was, this is something that I figured out because I am by no means an organized person, but I found a system that allowed me to organize a million different moving pieces because that's ultimately what being a travel agent is. You have, you know, these people who want updated quotes and you have people who want to make changes to the reservation. You have people calling in, they have questions on quotes or they want to make bookings. You have somebody who's in destination and they're experiencing a travel emergency and you have these emails coming in. And it's like, you have to manage all of these different things at once. Oh man, hey, you're giving me anxiety. You're giving me anxiety right now. Believe me, it's like <laughs> Vietnam flashbacks. Um, it's, it's intense, you know, it's intense. So it's like having that system that allows you to stay organized and calm when those things come in you can just say okay here's another thing where does this go on this sense of like does this need to be done in the next hour the next four hours the next eight hours the next 24 hours and you have sort of a system that helps you rank and stay organized so uh once again you don't have to be an organized person you just have to develop a system that allows you to stay organized um i would say an important thing of being a travel agent would be communication your ability to you know, when people talk about communication, they think about talking, but of course, all being a travel agent is essentially is listening, right? It's, it's the ability to listen to them and ask the right questions so that you can get to, you know, the need behind the need. So if they want to go on a vacation because they need a break from work, you need to figure out what that means, right? Does that mean a break from work? They're working long shifts and they're running around. And so a break from work means they want to lay on a beach with a, you know, mojito, or does a break from work mean that they sit all day at a desk and it's so boring and mundane that they need a break from that? And that means doing, you know, zip lining and, 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 you know, horseback riding and all types of madness, you know? So it's like, it just depends on what they really want and what's really driving their desire and what, and you're not going to figure that out unless you know how to communicate, unless you know how to listen, unless you know how to ask the right questions, uh, which you mentioned earlier, the importance, I think, is uh, to, to, to reiterate the importance of asking questions, not just to other agents, but to your customers and to really know how to figure that out. So, you know, that, that's a big part. And I think um, this is probably the most important, but follow through. Like, there's no easier way to gain somebody's trust than to tell them you're going to do something and then to do it. And similarly, there's no easier way to lose somebody's trust than to say you're going to do something and not do it. And a lot of times you only have one opportunity to, to lose it. So that means if you tell somebody that you're going to get back to them, you're going to call them at a time, you're going to send over a quote by a time, you're going to, whatever it is, you better follow through with that. Or if you can't, you just have to let them know. You just have to update them. You don't let the uncertainty build anxiety. And then they start building this story in their head where they're thinking, oh, he doesn't value my business. He doesn't care about me. He probably forgot about me. You know, he's going to think, oh, now I know I just got an email from him. He's on a call for a travel emergency. He's working on, he's going to send it over in the next hour or the next two hours or, you know, whatever it is. It's basically just 
a way to manage expectations uh, consistently. And you talk about the, the sundown rule, right? So I learned from you. Can you talk a little bit about that, man? Yeah, no, it's just something that we do um, at Modern. Um, it's called the sundown rule. And you just need to tie up all your loose ends uh, before the end of the day. So communicating, like you said, with, with the customer, even if you don't have the information for them, um, touching base with them. Hey, I put in the request for the hotel, still waiting for them to get back to me. Just want to let you know, I'll update you within 24 hours. I'll update you within 48 hours. But it's also important to not, um, you know, over-promise, under-deliver. Like you mentioned earlier, you have to set yourself up for success. So it's the exact opposite, under-promise, over-deliver. If you think you can get to the quote to somebody and, and, and you know, that day, you tell them you'll have it in 24 hours. Just that simple wording will change their uh, perception of how, you know, important they are to you. So uh, you mentioned those are all three really great things, Chris. Thank you for sharing. Um, I know you're a big reader, um, love, love, um, you know, just books in general. Do you have any books that you recommend um, on either, you know, staying organized, um, communication, selling, um, setting expectations, yeah, there's a, so I remember reading Insight Selling. Uh, I can't remember the name of the author. Great book. Uh, but it, that, was a, that was a really good book to help me um, understand the importance of sort of a collaborative process of sales where, you know, it's basically positioning you and your client on the same team working together towards a common goal and that that can build, you know, loyalty. So I think that that's really good on that end. Um, Actually, one of the one of the best pieces of advice I have for communication, and this is going to sound this sounds weird, but uh, I've been practicing it for like ten years. But um, is it's just repetition. It's just practicing, right? So a lot of times people get self conscious about like talking to themselves uh, because you know if you're on a bus and somebody's talking to themselves, <laughs> you're like you know you're, you're sliding away from that person. But like, I think that there's value in having an exercise, whether you do it, like I do it for introspection. If I'm thinking about my day or like, what do I want to accomplish or whatever, I just do it out loud. And I pretend as if somebody's interviewing me. So I say, you know, Chris, what do you want to accomplish today and why? And I just try to answer it verbally. And so it's this practice of, of communicating uh, and you can do it with anything. I mean, for instance, if, if you want to become a better travel agent, you can think of all the questions that you're going to get and you practice your pitch. So if somebody says, why should I use your services? Why should I book with you? Uh, you know, does, uh, what happens if a hurricane comes? What, like you can practice all of those things so that you don't have to just in the moment figure it out. It's already like done. You already know that play. You already know the words you're gonna use. Uh, and I think that helps a lot with communication because once you do that, then you're able to be present because you're not thinking so hard about like what you're going to, you already know what you're going to say. You already know the core of it. So then you can really hone in on, on what they're saying because you're not thinking about what you have to say next because you already have it down. So I know that's a, that's a little weird, but um, I, I do advice. think, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's just a, it's a way of practicing that. So what about you, man? I know that you're a big podcast guy, big reader. Is there uh, anything that you've come across? And I know you talked about, you're big on that time blocking. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you said inside selling. I think that that, that is a great book. Um, we'll, uh, we'll find out the, uh, the author and we'll put it in the show notes, but um, he talks about the need behind the need with, with in that book, which essentially what you're trying to do is, is dig even more and not just ask the simple 
uh, simple questions, but continue to dig to find that need behind the need. Um, so that's a great one. Uh, me personally, um, I love uh, an app to stay organized. It's called Sunsama. Um, and it essentially, it plugs into Google Calendar and um, it allows you to time block. I'm big on time blocking. Uh, time blocking is essentially where you set, um, a, uh, you have a set amount of time for a specific task. For instance, um, I'm gonna do um, quotes from 8 a.m. to 10, 10 a.m. And you can put that in your calendar, you schedule it in there and you try to you know, complete that within that time period. And it really allows you to attack your day and plan out your day rather than uh, being passive and just waking up and, and opening your emails and saying, oh, what am I gonna do today? So you can really plan out your week uh, and it's called Sunsama. Um, and uh, it is, it, it's an amazing tool. So I highly recommend that. Uh, you do have to have a Gmail account uh, for it but it allows you to put tasks in there, drag them around. And uh, it's, it's a great, great um, piece of software. The time blocking, man. I love it. it. Works. Yeah, you don't get caught up in the whirlwind, which it's easy to get caught up in the whirlwind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, one thing I wanted to ask you, man, is, um, you know, you constantly talk about um, you know, the, the, the company culture and a big thing that you believe in is leadership by inspiring growth, right? And really kind of wanting to, for your team to build themselves up to be the best version of themselves and to help them, not just in areas of, of business, but in personal areas and family areas and whatever's important to them to help them progress and constantly evolve and become better. And that's like a big core value of the company too. And so I wanted to ask what part of, your personality, what part of your sort of innate wiring have you had to like work to overcome or to improve in order to be successful? Because that's, I think what a lot of us deal with, right? Is this, this sense of, oh, you know, I, that's why I mentioned earlier, you don't have to be an organized person. You just have to be able to be organized. Yeah. You have to sort of uh, figure out ways. So what is something that you've, you know, had to evolve and grow and, and work on? Naturally, I don't like the spotlight to be on me. I prefer to kind of, um, I like to watch. I like to observe. I'm, I'm, I'm a man of action, so I love taking action. But um, I, it's still like talking about myself. Like this is something that I have to get psyched up for, you know, to talk about myself because I just don't like that. Um, public speaking, of course, I know that it's difficult for a lot of people, but um, still get, get super anxious about public speaking. So um, just thinking back, I mean, I, I remember um, it was one of my first um, events to where I traveled somewhere. You know, when our agency started uh, doing well, um, I traveled somewhere uh, with my wife uh, to an event. And I don't, I don't remember exactly where it was, but got to meet some different um, hoteliers. And I was introduced to um, you know, a general manager of a hotel. And um, in the introduction, they're like, share a little bit about what you do. And I didn't have my, my pitch together. I didn't have my elevator pitch of um, what I'm about and, and I froze. And I'll never forget that moment because it was very embarrassing for me, um, but it's something that I've had to practice. Like you said earlier, um, you know, talking out loud to yourself. It's something that I had to 
put a lot of time in and, and develop talking about myself, talking about my company. Um, sometimes there's just natural salespeople. There's people that, you know, wind them up and they go, they can talk all day. That's not who I am, um, which that's fine. I have my strengths, you know, so um, that's, that's something that, that I've had to, to really, really push myself in, uh, in overcoming. So like you mentioned, it's December 31st, the end of the craziest year that we have ever experienced. Um, I mean, I think it'll be even crazier once we, once we look back at the end of next year and think about everything that we went through, all the changes. Um, you know, there've been a lot of, a lot of negativity this year, but, you know, we try to look at the positive. Um, what are you most excited about uh, for 2021 and beyond uh, for the future of the travel industry? Um, I mean, it, it'd be great if people are like able to travel again, that would be, uh, <laughs> that would be sweet. That would be swell. That, it's really good for the, it's kind of important for the travel industry. That would, be, that would be feel comfortable. Um, no, I mean, it, it's, yeah, it's been a wild year. Um, you know, honestly, I'm looking forward to being able to go to those events again, go to the Ascend conference to be around other agents, be around industry uh, professionals, be around, there's, it's one big thing that sets the travel industry uh, apart is that there's just such awesome people. And it's not like this hyper competitive, you have people from, from quote unquote competing agencies and brands and stuff. And everybody's sort of this abundance mindset. There's enough for everybody. And so everybody's there to spend time and to learn from one another and to grow. And so I'm really looking forward to that sort of getting back in full swing. Uh, I'm hoping that, you know, the vaccine rolls out, eases some discomfort that people have and concerns about travel um, so that, you know, people can begin to sort of get back to that, to that normal, that normal place where I know there's a lot of people who want to travel, but they're just, they're not comfortable yet. They're not there. Uh, and so I think a lot's going to change in the next six to 12 months. And so um, I'm interested also the way that Zoom and sort of this uh, wireless networking and thing is going to affect the industry too. Because I think some agents might even start interacting with clients. I know that we've uh, done it, having like Zoom calls with wedding couples and stuff and using technology to like the max, right? Something that you wouldn't necessarily have thought about before, but because of everything that's happened in lockdown, it's like, oh, wait, we've been doing Zoom calls. Why don't we just have Zoom calls with our clients? So I, I'm excited to see the way that, that technology continues to strengthen the relationship between agents and their, and their customers and how they can use it to, to create competitive advantages and, and build connections. And um, I'm interested to see the way apps continue to play a role in smart technology at resorts. I mean, people are gonna eventually, you're gonna be able to you know, do everything from your phone or from the iPad. It's, uh, there's so much to be excited for in the future of the travel industry that you know, I'm ready just for, for it to kind of get back to, to, <laughs> to normal and, and, and continue. Um, what about you, man? What, what, are you, what are you looking forward to most? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that there's gonna be a renaissance um... I mean, I guess you, know, you can't you can't really go any any lower. Knock on wood. Please, um, you can't you can't go any lower. But I I, I do think that there's going to be a, a renaissance in the travel 
of um, people just wanting to get out, wanting to experience, uh, wanting to to see you know just different cultures. So I'm ex- I, I am very very positive um, about the future, and um, I'm just I'm I'm ready for all of this to uh, be behind us and uh, just just move forward. 2021. 2021. It's not going to happen. It's not like, you know, 2021 comes, there's going to be a flip of a switch. But I think, you know, having the vaccine out and just people feeling more confident um, about traveling. Uh, So, but there's always, there's going to be, you know, issues. Um, There, every year there's, there's that's, that's what we're also going to have to deal with that. The media is going to, you know, it's like, you're going to have a new strain of coronavirus that the vaccine might not protect you against. There's going to be a lot of new stuff there, like that. There will always be something. There will always going to be something. But I believe in this industry, I believe in travel agents uh, being an important part of um, the industry. You know, and as you said, as, as more of these companies get bigger and bigger, um, they get farther and further away from the customer. And I think that's where we come in as agents and be able to connect on a personal level um, with the customers. Um, and so people think travel agents are dead. No, they're not. You know, They're just not on every corner like they used to be. It's just different, you know? But um, by no means are travel agents dead. And I think that they- uh, For a different type of value, right? You exactly. have to- you're not, you know, people aren't, people aren't phoning you up to book that, that, that airfare ticket that they can't do themselves. You know, it's like, you need knowledge, you need experience, you need the personality, you need to, to offer something different and above that makes it not just transactional. Uh, but there's so much opportunity to do that now. I mean, you can tell your clients, you know, if you're traveling to visit a property to follow you on Instagram, to follow you on Facebook, they can see the pictures they can understand how much you see the properties and how much knowledge and experience you have and the relationships that you've built. Um, it's just, it's constant, it's changing, right? But it's, uh, there's tons of opportunities still. It's going to be, it's going to be a good year. I think so. I think so. Well, uh, podcast episode number one in the books. Thank you, Christopher. Um, even though you took a jab at me, uh, you know, in, in, in the beginning, Sometimes you just got to let your kid brother have, have the spotlight, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>